0: seconds one time for, oh. time for the underdog ignition sequence start let me see you put them up. up reach the sky touch the stars up above because it's one time for the underdog one time for the
1: underdog i'm patrick B. david your host of value tim and today's guest is ron wide who can teach you how to improve your memory and also how to improve your brain power ron thank you for being here. thank you thank I. You, I. you for having me on it's good to have you here man
0: i'm excited about it i've heard about you and known about you for a while now and so it's an honor to finally be
1: here well it's good to have you the only thing is what's interesting when you were telling me about your memory is so obviously he's very good with memories but uh, uh, the only thing he has a hard time remembering is he met a girl he called Mary Jennifer and he got a black eye from it. So if you can tell the black eye, <laughs> right. but no, I don't tell us how you got your black eye so we can get that one knocked out of the way.
0: Right, well, knocked out pretty much how it happened. <laughs> I, uh, I do uh, jujitsu and uh, Tuesday night I had somebody at my guard, which basically means I had my legs wrapped around them, I was on my back and I decided to sweep them. In other words, put them on their yep. back. And in the process of doing that, uh, he elbowed me in the face, which uh, it worked. Uh, it's he
1: elbowed not- you in the face. Yeah.
0: It worked. Uh, he, 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 I did not sweep him, but it's technically not in the rules. <laughs> so, but he's a good friend, and it was. it's all in fun.
1: How long have you been doing jiu-jitsu? Uh,
0: about six years.
1: Six years. Yeah. Okay, cool. So let, let's get right into it. I just want to get right into it. How does somebody become, because here's a few things you tell me. One, you tell me, I can take this deck of cards out, and I can mix the card, shuffle it, give it to you. You'll go through the cards, and you can recite the 52 cards. Not looking at it, you can recite them one at a time. Correct. You can do that.
0: I can't do it as fast as I used to be able to do it, but I can do it.
1: That's insanity to me. <laughs> and, and also the Afghanistan wall, that's got all the names on there, 2,400 names. You can recite the 2,400 names. It may take you three or four hours, but you can do it. That's right. That's crazy. You know, I mean, Ron, that's insanity when you say it to me. <laughs> right. I mean, you remember someone's name you do business where people are impressed to say, how do you remember my name? That was six months ago. 2,400 names is ridiculous.
0: Well, it is. The process of memory is actually very simple, though. Tell us. Um, Whatever you want to remember, you got to turn it into a picture. You have to be able to see it. So when I think of the name Patrick, I think of a leprechaun, you know, or St. Patrick's Day, right? Uh, It's good luck, right? You're good luck. Uh, When I meet somebody named Mike, I will think of a microphone. In other words, it's very simple. it's, It's the process of seeing a picture instead of an abstract such as a name. Now here's the challenging part, mm-hmm. though. When people say, "Okay, Ron, I get that," but how do you remember 2,400 people who died? That's not just Mike is a microphone, Patrick is a, a leprechaun. That's 2,400 people. Rank first name last name. That's seven thousand words. Yep. My reply to that is, that is when people see me, uh, set up this wall. It's 52 feet long. It's eight feet high. It looks like the Vietnam Wall, mm-hmm. and they say me take eight hours and write out all 7,000 words, they're like, this is an amazing display of memory. I say, no, 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 no. This is an amazing display of discipline because to sit down and just do it is what really took the hard work. In other words, the process is simple. It's Patrick, leprechaun. Steve is a stove. Lisa is the Mona Lisa. But when compounded over 7,000, that's when it gets hard. But the process itself is still very simple.
1: So let me ask you, this would be a question I would ask because a lot of times uh, in the world of business when, you know, they, somebody meets someone that's got a great memory. How do you remember? We met a year and a half ago. You were doing this much business. And I remember when you and I spoke, you were doing this. And I remember you were telling me about your daughter wasn't feeling too good. I remember people are enamored by it, right? So some say, some say you were born with a great memory. And others say it's taught. So is memory thing something that you were born with this kind of a memory? Or was it something that you learned a system by meeting somebody that helped you become as good as you are right now?
0: Yeah, so the biggest challenge I have, I've been doing this 28 years. I uh, started when I was 18, mm-hmm. so I'll let everybody do the math and figure out how old I am. But 28 years ago, I was an 18-year-old kid. I was going to the University of North Texas, uh, kind of. You know, I was signed up. I ended up getting kicked out. I had a 0.9 GPA. It's impressive about this. Thank you. <laughs>
1: On this channel, it's a very impressive YouTube. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's pretty hard to do, 0.9. Uh, but during that time, I met a guy that uh, teaches memory seminars. I was a telemarketer. And I was making cold calls one day and I called this guy and I said, hey, can we come clean your chimney? He's like, we don't want our chimney cleaned. We're trying to sell our house. Thanks for asking. And he started to hang up the phone. And as he was hanging up the phone, I said, sir, don't hang up the phone. If you're trying to sell your house, you need a clean chimney. He laughed. He said, I don't know about that, but I do need a good telemarketer. Do you want to go to work for me? I sell memory training seminars and I'll pay you more than you're making now which was, you know, a pretty safe bet. Anybody could have said that. and They'd have been of course, right. Yeah. But that's such a crucial part of what I do, that story, because people always assume, hey, you've held all these memory records. You went up against a Home Depot computer. You must have a natural gift. Now, I don't think I was a dumb guy, but I don't think I had any special ability either. This guy taught me a system that I learned, and I really believe anybody can improve their
1: memory. Pre-meeting is this, this is very interesting because this validates that you know the memory you sold memory so you also learned the the content that he was teaching to others you internalized it yourself at the age of 18 so that probably helped you out. but prior to that if I was in high school with you if we were friends when we were 10 years old 12 years old were you a phenom were you somebody that people said this this guy's a proto he's coming up he's a brilliant guy he's great in school did you have that kind of a reputation or no
0: I did. I did well in school, in high school. Clearly not in college. But right. you know, I did, I don't think there was any sign. Uh, Albert Einstein was not in my family tree. But I always say to people this: Do you think that if you met somebody who was fluent in Spanish and you worked under them and they coached you to learn the Spanish language, could you learn it? Oh, of course I could learn a different language if I actually worked at it and had a tutor or whatever. So that's all I did. I worked at memory, I had a memory tutor, and I became fluent in the language of memory. I
1: became fluent in the language of memory. Yeah. That's a very good way of putting it because you simply learned a language of how to memorize. Correct. And there's a language to to learning how to do that.
0: There is, and the unique thing is, is not many people know this language, so when somebody speaks the language, we're looked
1: at as a savant but it's no different becoming fluent in Spanish or German or whatever. Okay, so why don't we do this? Why don't we start off with something simple? Back in the days, you know, if you remembered phone numbers, like I can still recite uh, many different phone numbers, but people don't remember phone numbers anymore. Is there a system different of remembering phone numbers versus names for you?
0: Well, the, the concepts are the same in, right. in that whatever you want to remember, you have to turn it into a picture,
1: all of it, no matter what we're looking at.
0: Correct. You want to, you want to remember a, a numbers. you got to have images, substitute images for numbers. For example, uh, the number 21, let's think of a substitute picture for it. What, what could that be? What do you think? 21, maybe a Las Vegas, uh, blackjack. Three
1: sevens. Sure.
0: Yeah. Or so for me, I think of a blackjack table. Okay. For Twenty-one. Uh, for the number eleven, I think of a goalpost. You know, on a football field, mm-hmm. you got the 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 uprights. Got to like be it, visual. Right. Got it. So every number from one to a thousand, I have a picture for. My picture for the number five hundred and twenty-seven is actually right behind you on that wall. Abraham Lincoln is five twenty-seven to me. Now, why? I use a, a technique uh, known as the major system, and this this is where. To explaining this I'm always hesitant because as soon as I explain this everybody's like, oh, I got it. I got it This is good and then I start talking about this and they're like, oh my gosh, this is too complicated But i it's not every digit zero to nine I have a letter assigned to five I've assigned to the letter L Two I've assigned to the letter N and when I say I've assigned it It's actually well before me it came out hundreds of years ago five is the the letter L Five is L. Five okay. is L. Yep. Two is N. Two is N. And seven is the the K sound. So it could be made with a C or a K. Okay. So if you have the number five, two, seven, you have Lincoln, right? Or I do. Uh, sure. Abraham Lincoln. Yep. So if you want to remember a number, it needs to be a picture. If you want to remember a name, it needs to be a picture. Everything you want to remember, the first step is to create a a picture for it.
1: So Kenya, just uh, you came in here a minute ago and Kenya asked you, she said, what's my lucky number? And you said 1015. And then I don't know what you said after that. That's good. Was it 1015? Yeah. Okay. You said 1015 and then you went through all these other numbers. How does he remember a number like that? Right. So was it the same formula you use as this one right now you're showing?
0: Yes. So when she showed me the number, 101 is toast for me. So, you know, like toast you eat. 527, which was the next number I already shared with you. It's Abraham Lincoln. 208, remember, 2 is N. Mm-hmm. 0 is the sa sound, an S, and 8 is the V sound. So for 208, I have a news vendor. So she said 101527208. Uh, I just imagined Abraham Lincoln eating toast, getting a newspaper. And then there was one more digit on the N3 that I just remembered. But uh, it, it's a, remembering a, a long number like that, which is 10 digits, probably takes a little bit of practice. I'm not going to lie to you. Nobody's going to listen to this interview right here and then tomorrow I'll go memorize a 10-digit sure, number. Sure, sure. And here's why. Because they're not going to have pictures for 527, 101, or 20. It's going to sound like too much work. So I wouldn't ama- recommend anybody starting there. I'd recommend them starting with more simple things and kind of building up to that. We kind of jumped right into probably the most difficult thing to memorize. Which is numbers. Correct.
1: OK. So how about a book? I'm a business guy. I'm reading books. i got a million things on my mind. I'm like, man, I don't see value in me reading books. It's wasting four hours of my time. and. I'm probably going to leave thinking to remember two things about books. How do you memorize the content? Not necessarily memorize, but consume the best part of the content. Is there a method to that madness as well or no?
0: Yes, there is. And so what I would say is with what we jumped to right here was with numbers, maybe the most difficult thing to grasp and understand. And and so let me jump to the the most easiest thing to understand with sure. memory and then show you how you could use that easiest thing to remember what you read. So there's a technique that it goes back 2,500 years. I didn't come up with it. It's called the Mind Palace or the Memory Palace. And it is what I used when I set the record for the fastest to memorize a deck of cards. Right now, I'm memorizing uh, a constitution, the U.S. Constitution. I'm using... It's craziness. Yeah, right. 4,500 words you're saying, That's right. right. Yeah. That's right. So it's called the Mind Palace. And here's the idea to it everybody right now that's watching or listening to this interview, you could close your eyes and visualize your house. You could visualize, okay, I'm standing in the front door right over here is my refrigerator. This is my stove. This is my sink. This is, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. go all the way around your house. Mm -hmm. We all already have our homes memorized. So let's use that to our benefit. Let's imagine, pretend right now you're standing in the doorway to your house and the doorway opens. What would be immediately to your left? Uh, my office. Your office. So let's go into the office. Now we're standing at the doorway of the office. What's immediately to your left?
1: The table made out of uh, ceramic that my dad made with uh, PHP's logo on. And when it got started with a chess on top of it and a painting of Lincoln to the left. Wow, so yeah. that's visual. Yeah. Now you love Lincoln, Abraham yeah. oh, Lincoln. Oh no doubt, yes.
0: Wow, I, I want to hear that story yes. sometime. Uh, so on that table, yeah. I want you to imagine a washing machine okay so imagine the washing machines going around yep. soaps flying out yeah so you got it yep so you just told me that the table there and then next to it's the picture of lincoln mm-hmm. on the picture of lincoln i want you to imagine there's a dam and abraham lincoln pictures holding back water behind that dam and maybe the dam breaks okay what's so let's, let's go let's do let's do five in this room so that's one two what's the next piece of furniture over
1: if i'm going left and what's to the right
0: well let's keep going around the room clockwise
1: So let's go around them clockwise. So, okay, so if I went left, I just told you what's on the left side, Lincoln painting and uh, ceramic table. There's a washing machine on top of it with the painting holding the dam. If you keep going around, there's boxes sitting there with my uh, uh, Sonos mic that I haven't installed yet from the old house because I moved into this new house. That's in that corner.
0: On, on the, so it's boxes?
1: Multiple, 12 boxes. Okay.
0: okay. On those boxes, let's have a chef over there. and The, your, the chef is cooking your favorite okay. meal. Okay. What would your favorite
1: meal? Sushi. Be?
0: Sushi. Cooking sushi or yeah. whatever. Ta- look at those boxes and taste the sushi. Okay. So now we've got a washing machine, we've got a dam, and we've got a chef. Okay. Let's go, we're going to do two more. One more over. What's the next piece of furniture? It's
1: going to be my uh, leather uh, chair that I have uh, right behind my desk.
0: Okay. On that leather chair, imagine you're sick, you're throwing up, you're just terribly sick, you sit down in that chair and you take your medicine, you're taking NyQuil, you're taking Tylenol, medicine's all over the chair. So, what's in the chair?
1: It's me, I'm taking medicine, it's NyQuil all over the chair.
0: Very good. Okay. One more last one in that room, what's the furniture?
1: the furniture is a uh, uh, old classic uh, presidential type of a desk that's sitting there i don't know how to describe it but it's a it's a presidential desk
0: awesome yep. so on that desk i want you to imagine there's a guy in a rowboat and he's rowing a boat and he's just rowing a boat down across the desk. table okay cross you got yep. that yep going back through the room now uh-huh. what were the five can you remember the five pictures let's start at the table
1: uh, What's on top of it is a dishwasher. Correct. Lincoln it's- is holding back a dam. Right. On top of the microphones is uh, my chef making sushi for me. On the uh, leather chair, I uh, have a Nyquil all over the place because I spilled it all over the place. And there's a guy on top of the table rowing a boat.
0: Booyah! That's yeah. it. All right, perfect. So what I just did is I took the first five presidents of the United States. Turned their last names into a picture. So on the first one, we got a washing machine for Washington. On the next one, we got a dam for Adams, a dam Adams. On the next one, we got a chef for Jefferson, old Thomas Jefferson, right? Jefferson, Jefferson. The next one, medicine for Madison. And the next one, Manro for Monroe. So I've literally taught Six-year-old kids to memorize the presidents of the United States this way, and they'll they'll memorize the presidents in like sixty minutes, and they're they're seven eight years old.
1: Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, it's called the Mind Palace, and I wish I could say I'm a genius. I came up with it. Yeah. But you just see how easy it is. Now, if you all you have to do to memorize all the presidents yeah. is just continue walking through your Let house. Let me
1: ask you, who's doing this to teach business owners about this uh, ability? Like, is anybody doing that to teach? They're like a course for this? Is there some, can somebody, can you do a weekend course and go teach them on how to get your memory to be better? That's what I do. (laughs) And you do that on a what? You do that on a one-hour speaking gig or you do that as a three-day conference?
0: Both. You know, I'd say 70% of my uh, speeches are one-hour keynotes at conferences, but we also do extended events.
1: Yeah, there's there's, uh, more to that. I mean, that can get really deep there with the memory part. Very, very interesting. Very interesting okay so so if you want to if you want to leave me because you said math the numbers would be the toughest part what you just taught me which is the dam for adams the the chef you know the the washing machine for washington the chef for shefferson the uh, ma- uh, medicine for madison and the row for monroe monroe okay so those five i remember to myself right now with the presidents right? Right, right okay so we're going with that and by the way you know what's so crazy in the army we, uh, in Navy, you were in the Navy, obviously, thank you for your service, but in the Army, when you were remembering generals, and I was sitting with General McChrystal, he's a four-star general. Wow. Right? And we, have, we were interviewing him. I said, uh, you're a four-star general. I said, you know how I learned my generals? He says, what? I said, be my little general. He says, what do you mean? I says, "B is brigadier general, right. that's one star. My is a major general, two-star. Little is lieutenant general, it's a three-star and be my little general general is a four-star. He says, I've never heard that before. I said, my sergeant taught me that when I was coming back in AIT because you have to take the test to remember, you know, uh, what all the ranks mean, how do you process in your brain. This is very interesting when you're teaching a method you're, you're, you're talking about. Okay, so going back to it. So you said the most simplest one is the one you you just shared. What's the next one?
0: Well, everything actually kind of builds on this memory palace. So now there's just different ways that we can use it. Let's say we want to use it to remember what you read, which is what, what you had asked. So let's say you got a book. I don't recommend people memorize as they read. I recommend they have a highlighter or a pen or a notepad over here and as they read they highlight or underline the key
1: points. Which is what most people do. Correct. Okay.
0: And then when they get to the end of the chapter or the end of the book now you got all this stuff underlined or highlighted just go through it turn each one of those things into pictures and imagine them around your mind palace or your memory palace. I would say almost everything I memorize I use this method, the Mind Palace or the Memory Palace method, which is visualizing stuff around a room. So I guess the next step after you would really, what really the next step would be is to build your Mind Palace. So the way I would do it or the way I did do it and the way I would recommend anybody do it is stand in the doorway of every room in your house like we did and number five pieces of furniture going clockwise around the room. Do that in room number one, room number two, room number three, room number four. Do at least five rooms and get yourself 20 pieces of furniture numbered in your house. So you sure. can say them forwards and backwards. Yep. Then the next step is, is take whatever it is you want to learn to remember mm-hmm. or memorize. Mm-hmm. And next time you want to remember it, I'm in a meeting with you and you say, hey, Ron, you know, don't forget to call Brian. So immediately I see a telephone, Brian, Brian is a brain for me, and I'm putting that on the number one location. Mm-hmm. So it can be and – I, and I hate to dumb it down and say use this to remember your things to-do list because I think it can be such more beneficial information, but that's one example right there. Names and faces
1: is something people ask me about a lot. How do, you do, how do you do names and faces?
0: In this process, it sounds simple, but it works. I just spoke at a, a meeting yesterday uh, and there was probably 150 people in the audience. And as they walked in, I stood at the door and I shook 150 people's hands. And then when I got up on stage, I Come said, on. everybody stand up. 150
1: people stood Come up. Come on. No.
0: And <laughs> they put their hands over their name tags and they're like, there is no way. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I'm serious.
1: <laughs> you named all the 150.
0: I got 149. There was this one guy named Joe and i could not think of his name uh but i got 149 out of 150. but the process itself is actually pretty simple um and this is what i do for example you meet me right now black eyes probably is what's going to stand out but hopefully and i'm hoping it's going to be gone in a week you know so you need to look at my face and pick out something that you think's going to be there in a week or two weeks maybe the beard maybe the high hairline right here whatever you pick out something unique on the face and then you take their name. For example, Patrick, it's leprechaun for me, right? So I actually uh, visualize a leprechaun running across your eyebrows right there, running back and forth, you know, maybe eating Lucky Charms or whatever. Don't hit me or anything, all right? It's not an insulting picture, okay? (laughs) But that's how I do it. So when I was at that conference yesterday, this lady walks in, she's got really pretty eyes. I say, hi, my name's Ron. She says her name is Lisa. Instantly, I'm painting the Mona Lisa in her eyes. I go to the next guy. This guy, he had, boom, he had huge ears. And he said, my name is Steve. Instantly, I'm cooking his ears in a stove. So then, there was a guy named Mark. He had a really dark beard. So I imagine I was coloring in his beard with a marker. So now I get in front of the audience, I say, everybody stand up. I'm not actually trying to remember their names. I'm just trying to remember what stood out on their face. Oh, it was her eyebrows, it was his beard, it was his ears and then I remember the picture, and then I remember the name.
1: Now, does it have to be in order or no? Not at all?
0: Not for that. It doesn't have to be in order. Really? So
1: yours is not like in order of letters, like uh, to have a musical sound of way of memorizing it. It's the visual for you.
0: Visual. Okay. You know, there's been uh, scientific studies on this. They had colleges, college studies where they took a group of college students and they put them in an auditorium and they gave a list of 100 words and they said them verbally spaced out by five seconds. Then they tested their recall. And then they took a second group of students and they gave them a hundred words, but it was a hundred words with images. Instead of the word, saying the word house, they had a picture of a house in a PowerPoint presentation. Then they tested them. The recall on what they saw versus the group that just heard the words was seven, eightfold. I mean, it was a dramatic difference. We remember what we see.
1: Let, let me ask you, how valuable of a skill set is this? How, how valuable is this? I mean, I think about it in the business world, it's extremely valuable, but how valuable is this? I mean, because you're in the world, so when you're selling this, who's buying it from you? Who are the people that are coming to your conferences? Who are the people that are coming to your three days? Or Who's inviting you to come and speak? I, I imagine one part of it is entertainment aspect of it, but forget about the entertainment aspect of it. Are corporations, are companies bringing you in because you can bring value to their executives?
0: It is, yes. And, you know, sometimes I do get uh, pinholed as the the entertainment or the comedy because it's it, you're, people are laughing. When you just repeated 150 names and you just saw, they're, like, laughing because they don't know how to react to it. But I tell them this is so much more than comedy. This is valuable education, think about it. Let's say that you you sell real estate, or mm-hmm. you sell automobiles, or you sell insurance, or you sell anything, and you meet somebody today, a prospect, and in six weeks, you're at the Dallas Cowboy game, or the Texas Rangers game, or, or some other sports team, Starbucks, and you see that person, and you're able to say, Patrick, how are you doing, man? Hey, it's so good to see you. You know, we I haven't seen you in three weeks, and you're able to ask them about their families by name. It's powerful. So building relationships. You and I talked earlier, and you you brought this up. You brought up Dale Carnegie's book, mm-hmm. How to Win Friends and Influence People. In that book, he said, everybody's favorite subject is themselves, and the sweetest sound of their ears is the sound of their own name. That's right. There is a guy here in Dallas. I was at a meeting, and I memorized a 50-digit number, and I said it forwards and backwards. I did it for his, his group there. He had hired me. And he said, Ron, if you teach me how to do that, I'll give you $100,000. And I thought, well, he's got to be joking because he's paid me to be here and he's not giving me hundred dollars So I laughed it off and I went on. At the end of my speech, a guy at the back of the room says, Ron, I could say that 50-digit number now. Well, the guy who had hired me turned to that guy who's named Jerry. He said, Jerry, if you say the 50-digit number, I'll give you the $100,000. And I'm like, What? I just said it, you know. And so Jerry says the fifty-digit number. He wrote him a check for a hundred thousand dollars. He takes the check over to him. Three days later, Jerry emails me, Ron. I cash the check. The money's in my bank. I have a hundred thousand dollars. I owe you dinner. I'm like, you don't owe me dinner. You owe me a car. You know? <laughs> but
1: I. Is sweat. this guy's initials uh, uh, A B?
0: They are not. They are not.
1: Are you sure about that?
0: Uh yes, he's got an office off here off of 6:35 uh, and uh, the tollway. his name is on the side of that building. but
1: because uh, this guy's name I'm saying his name is on a lot of buildings. Is it? Yeah, it's okay. it's a local Dallas guy as well. But anyways go cool. yeah, so, so he pays hundred thousand dollars to this guy. He pays Does the guy end up a guy the buying you a car or no he just got you a lunch or dinner? I
0: skipped that guy. I, I went after the guy that wrote the check. Okay because my wheels started turning of course. This guy's got 900 employees. And I emailed him, and I said, uh, uh, "Sir, sir, I, uh, you know what? He's given me permission to use his name. He, matter of fact, he's told me it's okay to use his name. I'm gonna say his name. His name is Brent Ryan. Uh, he owns a company called Ryan. Okay. And uh, I said, Mr. Ryan, you have 900 employees." why don't I teach you how to memorize those employees' names? And I quoted him a fee and that part I'll keep quiet. I quoted him a fee that was less than a hundred thousand, but it was still had some zeros in there. And I went to his office, he wrote me that check and he said, Ron, a lot of people think this is a lot of money to give to a guy who's just going to teach me how to remember names. He said, but it's not just remembering names. He said the reason i got a company that's doing making so much money and i can write a hundred thousand dollar check on a on a bet is because i know how to leverage skills he said i'm going to take this skill of remembering names and i'm going to leverage it to make more money. So I guess that's kind of a long story to answer your question of the value of remembering names. This guy who's he, who's, God, who's making so much money. It's worth well, well,
1: well more than a hundred thousand dollars to learn disability. Yeah.
0: And so he is. He used it to memorize the names of his employees.
1: What other industries have, in you know, showed interest like this gentleman did, Ryan, to learn, uh, mem- like what else have you learned? Who, who else has approached you?
0: You know, it's a lot of entrepreneurs, it's a lot of salespeople that that they they really seem to grasp onto it a lot because I think the interpersonal skills or remembering names is really going to impact the pocketbook. But it's not just that. It's people who have to stand up in front of groups and give presentations. Because when you can stand up in front of a group and give a presentation and not have to read your PowerPoint or not have to read your notes, instantly you become a more dynamic speaker. You become a more charismatic speaker. You become a speaker that appears more knowledgeable of your subject matter. So people who have to give speeches, pe- any person who's taken any type of exams or tests for their certifications or whatever, they are taking this course so they can taste those exams without stress. So it's just a wide range of people.
1: Any, any weird ones? Any weird ones that? I, let, me, let me give you an idea what I mean by this. Okay. So I had Richard Turner. I don't know if you know who Richard Turner is. Richard Turner is the number one card magician in the world. That's what he likes to call it. Card mechanic in the world. He doesn't like the word magic. He likes mechanic. He's the number one card mechanic in the world and he was on Penn and Teller and he's doing his old trick on these guys. Okay. By the time he's done, what they don't realize is he's blind. Oh, he can't see. Wow. He's 100% blind. He cannot see nothing. Right. So he came down and he and I sat down. He was at the same uh, place here. And he was a guest, and I said, What's the weirdest person that approached you with disability? Because disability can attract good people and bad people. He says, Yeah, yeah. the mob contacted me. Wow. And I said, What did the mob say? He said, he said, The mob was interested in my ability to go, due to counting cards, playing cards at certain casinos and winning. And he wow. says, I have to turn it down because, you know, it, it, once you do it one time, they could. Own. Was there any weird people that have ever approached you with disability? You got a smile <laughs> on your face, so some tells me.
0: No, I don't know if there's weird, weird people. You know, unique. Background. I mean,
1: unique stories. <laughs> unique. You know, you know
0: yeah. I, I, in 2009, I set the record for the fastest to memorize a deck of cards in the United States. Uh, then I was in New York, and the next day, uh, David Blaine's assistant called me and said, Hey, uh, David, uh, just heard about you setting the record. Uh, can I give him your cell phone number? Uh, I said, you can give me my social security number. I want to be David Blaine. And uh, I went down to his office the next day and I taught him the system to memorize a deck of cards. That was fun. Uh, I've done a couple radio shows, you know, these guys are, you know, the uh, entertainment shock value where they have uh, had a bunch of ladies line up that uh, were wearing maybe less than nothing and I had to memorize all their measurements. That was...
1: Uh, by <laughs> pure guess or by actually measuring they them?
0: They said them. No, I oh, didn't, I didn't measure them. <laughs> <laughs> but those were two interesting uh I don't know if anybody, anything odder than that, but those are the two that jumped out in my head.
1: That's pretty cool. I mean, those are are pretty cool things to be able to do. So, listen, how about we do the deck of cards? Is that okay with you? Yes. Alright, let's do the deck of cards and see if we can do anything here with it. So, uh, is there anything you want to tell us before I do this? You know, uh, 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 Paul, if you want to get this so we can show exactly what the deck looks before I shuffle it. So, I don't think this deck has a joker in it. Okay, let me check this here real quick. I don't see a joker. So, it's 52 cards we're looking at here. Yep.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, the only thing's I would tell you is that this stunt takes a tr- uh, takes a lot of preparation and practice and I haven't practiced it in years. So, we're gonna, uh, you...
1: So if you do it, it's it's that that much more impressive if you right. do do it. And if you don't right. do it, no pressure. Obviously, it's just going to be a couple million people watching. I don't want you to get too nervous <laughs> about this. I will get it. Just, but you know, it's just it's... Go ahead. Okay. So, here we go. Okay? I'm going to mix it one more time, and then what do I do? You want me to hand it over to you, and then you'll look at it, and then as you're going through it, I'm going to show it to the audience here. Does that work?
0: Yeah, I'll I'll need to hold it to go through it. Okay, go for it. This could take three minutes.
1: It's totally fine. We we can do a time-lapse here, so you do your thing. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, we'll see. And now when you do the recall... We'll do it from this side. Okay.
1: Day, this side. All right. <clears throat> okay.
0: So. Okay. So the first card, I believe, was the eight of spades, then the five of hearts, two of hearts, uh, king of hearts, uh, ten of hearts, ace of clubs, queen of spades, four of hearts, Uh. 8 of hearts, 3 of spades, a queen of diamonds, queen of hearts, 9 of spades, 6 of hearts, 10 of spades, 7 of spades, 5 of clubs, 3 of hearts, 8 of diamonds, uh, 7 of hearts, jack of clubs, 9 of diamonds, two of clubs, nine of clubs, and then uh, nine of hearts, four of spades, ace of spades, and then six of spades, ten of clubs, uh, five of diamonds, six of clubs, four of diamonds, seven of clubs, two of diamonds, two of Spades, King of Spades, Eight of Clubs, Four of Clubs, Seven of Diamonds, uh, Six of Diamonds, King of Clubs, Jack of Hearts, and then Five of Spades, Jack of Diamonds, uh, uh, oh my gosh, it can't be five of spades again. That would be impossible, and that's what I want (laughs) to say. Let's push that card to the side, and we'll see if I can come back to it. Uh, Ten. So the next card is uh, ten of diamonds, queen of clubs, three of diamonds, and then ace of diamonds, king of diamonds, and ace of hearts and then the next one would be um, jack of spades so everything correct with the everything us, yeah. is 100 percent correct you got one left okay so if uh would you give me will, will you give me one second here sure to run yeah, my yeah. Brain? sure do okay. your thing okay, okay. um oh it's so a three of clubs. <laughs> Are you
1: freaking kidding me? Okay. So, what were you processing right now? How, what do you, what, where were you at?
0: Yeah. So, I used the Mind Palace, the technique that I talked to you about. Yeah. And for every card, I have a picture for it. My picture for the three of clubs is a bathroom stall. Okay. This is what <laughs> it is. <laughs> and,
1: Why? Why a bathroom stall?
0: Well, uh, okay, this is the absolute worst card as an example.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Am I kind of getting an idea where this is going?
0: (laughs) Well, this is actually, uh, the, the worst card, but I'll go ahead and tell you and then you can decide if you want to keep it in your YouTube. (laughs) Sure. Um, uh, for every card I have, I've assigned a celebrity to. Okay. So not, not all of them are celebrities. The queen of hearts is my mom, right? But some of them, most of them are celebrities. Um, I told you before that every every uh, number has a sound to me. So three is the sound M, M, and that card is a three. So the last name needs to start with M. For the clubs, I all had them start with G or J sound. So when I'm going through this, I'm like GM, what's a famous person with named GM George Michael yes and so George Michael and where he got arrested in a in a bathroom okay that's
1: <laughs> yeah. literally how you did it
0: yes that's my image for the court. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst example Nuts. that we have but I'm uh, not necessarily a huge George Michael fan but his initials happen to correspond and it's the first famous person you thought of it's the first famous person I thought of with those initials interesting so I had George Michael on this desk in my house, which is, you know, one of my pieces of furniture. And I just, for whatever reason, the image wasn't super solid, uh, but I got it. Yeah. I just had to think about it.
1: Unbelievable how that's done. Unbe- and you're saying anybody can learn how to do this.
0: Anybody, anybody who will take the time, anybody who will take the time and number 20, 30, 40, 50 pieces of furniture in their house, anybody who will take the time and here's what you need to do for the next three, four weeks. Tell yourself, every time I meet a person, I'm gonna turn their name into a picture. Just make that commitment to yourself. You meet somebody named Steve, what could that be? How about Stove? You meet Elisa, what could that be? The Mona Lisa. Just make your commitment to yourself that you're gonna do it for three or four weeks. At the end of that three or four weeks, you'll have turned 100 names into a picture and then just use those pictures for names. So it's gonna take time, but anybody can do it.
1: Can I ask you some names to see where you go with that? Sure. Mario. Uh, Super Mario Brothers. Video game. Yeah. Okay, Joe. Uh,
0: a sloppy Joe hamburger. Jennifer. Jennifer. I use a Chen with fur. Chen fur.
1: Chen. Okay. Interesting. Ian.
0: Ian. I uh, use uh, a baseball player. Ian Kinsler, and that's terrible. I recommend you don't use people for people, but that one's so unique, I do. Okay, Mike. Microphone. Microphone. Okay, Paul. basketball. Kai. Kai. A kite. A kite. Yeah. Kenya. Kenya, I think of the country of Africa.
1: You would think straight. You would go to the country. I do. Kenya. Yeah. Interesting.
0: I think of, you know, I'll think of rhinoceroses or elephants, whatever I think is on a safari there. Uh, Matt. A Matt. Rodolfo. Uh, I would use Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. You would go to Rudolph. Yeah. <laughs> now, with this one, you got to remember that it's Rudolpho and not Rudolph, but that's close enough.
1: Got it. Yeah. Someone's going to say you are close enough to it. Yeah. That is so amazing to me. How you doing this? And so let me ask you, the average time for somebody to learn this uh, uh, Mind Palace, how long is that going to take?
0: I think everybody that's, you know, watching or listening to this yeah. interview could, in 20 minutes, number 20 or 30 pieces of furniture in the house. Because here's the deal. You already have your house memorized. You just don't have it numbered. And I recommend you do it five pieces of furniture at a time. And the reason for that is it just becomes easier to count. In other words, if you memorize the president's United States and you got six in one room, four in one room and nine in another mm-hmm. room. And then I say, what's number 12? Ah You figure it out, but it's going to take a minute. But if you got five in this room, five in this room, five in this room, and I say, who's 15? Boom,
1: boom, easy at yeah. the end of room number three.
0: So for organizing, that's the best got way it. to do
1: it. So what if you live in a small little, uh, uh, you know, Place. It's not even one bedroom. It's a loft. How do you remember? How do you? How do you do that?
0: I think you're spying on me because I live in a one bedroom condo in do Fort Worth. Really? Okay, and I just and my current project is is I'm memorizing the United States Constitution. So it is f- roughly 4,500 words. Right? How in the world do I memorize the Constitution when I'm living in a a one bedroom condo? This is what I did. I numbered all the places in my condo. But then I, it's downtown Fort Worth. So then I go around downtown Fort Worth and I start numbering locations all over downtown Fort Worth. I've actually brought a visual aid with me here. I'll show you. Sure, yeah. So this is, this is Fort Worth. Okay. Here's a a gas station that I'm real familiar with. There is the gas pump. There's the front door. This is a law office over there. Here's Joe T. Garcia's, which is a famous restaurant I've took a pic. I walked around the restaurant. I took pictures all in the restaurant In other words, I built a mine palace all over Fort Worth in restaurants down streets inside restaurants and bars and hotels Uh, Here's Billy Bob's coming up right here. That's, That's not Billy Bob's. There's Billy Bob's so I took 500 photographs And then i put them in a powerpoint Mm. so now i got this powerpoint that's 500 locations mind palace and then underneath it you will see is the constitution this line of the constitution goes here this line of the constitution goes here this line of the constitution goes here and i just have to look at this and create some image that's going to be a brain trigger attach it this image to this i'll kind of go a little bit into the weeds here on, on this uh you will notice on this one there's a lot of yellow on here mm-hmm. in the constitution the word shall be repeat over and over but also the words "may be" repeat over and over i'm like how do i know if it shall be or maybe i have coded for myself yellow for shall be and maybe, I don't know if I can find another one, is blue, so I'll, you'll see some pictures with blue. But
1: shall yeah, be yeah. yellow again. Is there more shall be there, because it's yellow, or what, what, why yeah, do you yeah, have yeah, yellow this here?
0: Yeah, this, so this is shall be. So this is shall be. Got it. So to answer your question, how do you build a mine palace with, uh, if you live in a small place, use the town you live in. Use your favorite restaurant, your favorite bar, uh, your favorite locations, the baseball stadium.
1: If I'm sitting with a high-end client that I gotta close, and I'm selling, I'm a business person, if I'm sitting with a partner that I really want to do business with, I want them to invest into me. I have a lot of data and research I've done on them. Correct. Is that concept of doing the research on them similar to what you're saying right now? It so is. you would take a folder, you would take 40 different facts about them, create a visualization on each one. If you don't have a, a more than a one-bedroom place you're living in, go to this place and take those pictures and create them. And then you will know as you're speaking to them that you drop this, you drop that, you drop this, person's going to say, very impressive for this guy to know the history about our company, when we got started, who the first CEO was, who the second CEO was, who our first investor was, when we sold for $320 million. The same procedure, the same process can work for that as well.
0: Absolutely. And to a certain extent, I did that for you. Last night, I was on your YouTube channel. I was watching your videos, you know, just to get a feel for your show, but also to get a little bit more background on you and see if there was any common friends that that, uh, we could talk about, and I found one. Uh, So I did that, and as I was doing the research on you, Yeah, I take that little bit of information and I put it on the first piece of furniture in my house. I take the second piece of information that I want to talk about and I put it on the second one. So absolutely, if you're doing research on a client, get that information. And then you've got 10 points about this person that you want to bring up. Put them on pieces of furniture in your house. Now let's take it a step further. So you've done research. You walk in and you've got all these things you want to bring up. Show them that that you're interested in them and you've done research. Walk around that room in your house saying it. But now in the conversation, that client or prospect might tell you some stuff that you want to remember for your next meeting mm. to show them that you're listening. Yep. As they say that information, put the in the next room in your house, put it on that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with writing it down in front of the client either. But if you don't want to do that, put it on the next piece of furniture. So he, he or she brings up five, six, 10 things, boom, 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 boom. You get out of the meeting, you get back to your car. There's no shame in writing those 10 things down, but the mind palace held it in your brain till you got to your car.
1: So I can use the same furniture for the same thing or no? I have to create a new thing for that, so meaning I can't use the Lincoln to use dam or the table to use uh, uh, Washington to put a washing machine up top, I can't use that again for another piece.
0: You can, and that you actually just had, it's a very perceptive question uh, that you just asked me because I just told you use 10 pieces of furniture to remember data on this person. Sure. And then I told you to use a different set for what they tell you. The reason I said that is it's from the same meeting. So it's kind of the same topic. In other words, if you memorize the Presidents of the United States today, use your five first five yeah then tomorrow you do research on a prospect you can use those same five pieces of furniture you're not going to confuse it you're not going to think oh this guy used to know james monroe you know (laughs) what i'm saying you're not going to confuse the material but if the subject matter is so similar it comes from the same me don't do
1: it use different pieces of furniture got it so right now if you did this exercise with me that i remember five five presidents i i'd know the first three if, you, if it was you or no, I, I remember the first thing. I didn't know four or five. Yeah. The way we just did it right now, right? right? How long would it take you for you to be able to do the 45 presidents with me?
0: We could probably run through it and we would have to establish your house files or we could walk around your office right here. Right here. We could do it here and you'd probably have them in 30 minutes, 25 minutes, 20 minutes maybe. It's probably gonna
1: stick for the rest of my life. It
0: would, and I'd be happy to teach them to that's, you. That's unbelievable.
1: Yeah. So, this is a, so this is not just a method for people to learn for themselves, this is a method they can teach their kids. this is a method for teaching, this is a method for selling. this is a method for persuasion, this is a method for respect. this is a method for I got a guy called me the other day. he is meeting with the, uh, the CEO. He's meeting with the CEO. And the CEO is a uh, Saudi Arabian, the CEO of the operation that he's looking at. And he called me he says, "Hey, uh, uh, I got a question I want to ask you." So what's that?" Um, You're from the Middle East. I'm meeting with somebody who is very powerful in the business world, similar like you, and I want to be able to earn his trust and earn his business. What are some things I need to be doing? And we had a 40-minute conversation together on what approaches to take and how you show respect. If they got kids, you feed their kids, you feed them, that's respect to them because to them they look. All these things we went through, he recited it, and he went and he was able to do the business and get whatever transaction he wanted to get done with these guys, and obviously that's disclosed, but business was done with them this is a ability that can help in many aspects of a person's life saying it to you how does this apply to personal relationships does this help in personal relationships with your boyfriend girlfriend parents kids based on what you know as well
0: yeah you know you bring up kids you know um one thing that i love to do is the the president's united states exercise with kids i was dating a girl a few years ago and and um I would memorize a deck of cards in front of them. You know, I would just said, and I wasn't consciously doing it. I was training for a memory tournament, but I never went to these kids and said, "Hey, let me teach you a system that's going to help you in school." I think if I would have done that, they would have been turned off. But they saw me memorizing a deck of cards, and they just were fascinated. And this little five-year-old girl, she, you know, my girlfriend's daughter, comes up to the table and she's got these little cards, and one says "O" and "Orange" underneath it, and you know, a "P" and "Pirate" or whatever. And she handed them to me, she said, memorize these. And I memorized those, and when I did, I did, her eyes just got so big. Her little brother, or her big brother said, I want a Nintendo player. Will you give me your Nintendo player? You're too old to have a Nintendo player. I said, man, what kind of lesson would it be to you if I just gave you a Nintendo player? It's a $200 toy. He said, it'd be a lesson that people should be generous. <laughs> I said, man, that's not the lesson he I want literally to you. Yeah, he's a, a smart kid. I ended up making him a deal. You memorize the presidents, I'll give you the Nintendo player. He memorized the presidents in 90 minutes walking around his house, he was 10 years old. But you taught him how to do it. Correct, I I, I did it, I did it with him. Okay. And in 90 minutes, he it. Then his five year little girl, the one with the cards, she wanted to do it too. So then we did it with her, and she memorized them in an hour. So with kids, it really helps them with their homework and that kind of stuff. I'd say with relationships, you know, if you want to remember your anniversary, I'll say this to the guys guys you want to remember your your girlfriend's anniversary or birthday or you just forget it once that is the best way to remember it okay you'll never forget it again but in all seriousness maybe that your girlfriend tells you something and it's important to her you know you can you could remember it this way uh, so i think it helps in all relationships
1: yeah this is uh, i i uh, i agree i can i can only imagine that so How much information do you have stored in your mind right now? Like, what things have you memorized? Like, some of the things you said is obviously big. Like, you said, okay, Constitution, you're working on it. You're going to do it on 4th of July on Fox and Friends. Uh, The 2,300 names, Afghanistan wall, memory wall. The President's, I'm assuming you can do that with your eyes closed to go through the 45. What what else, what else of these have you memorized?
0: Well, you know, um for the uh, a memory tournament I memorized the periodic table of elements, you know, and I had to memorize the uh, the atomic mass of all of them and the boiling point and that kind of stuff. But that was kind of not really Important to me so I didn't hold on to it long term the Afghanistan wall is important to me So I held on to it long term in other words It's meaningful to me and what do I mean by holding on to it long term? I just reviewed it
1: so that makes so much sense
0: if something's not important to you Just don't think about it anymore if it's important to you You're gonna need to go back and review it every couple days until it's until it's solid
1: Does it make sense to empty and release or no or does it just automatic like based on what you're saying because to me am I processing it as I have this much data that I can store the more I fill it I'm either gonna lose something that's not important or Is it important to empty to be able to fit more stuff in there, newer stuff in there? How do you process that? Do you know what I'm asking? I know exactly
0: what you're asking. And you don't have to consciously remove the material to put new new data in. Just don't think about it anymore, and it'll fade away, which is why people want memory training, because that's the problem. Information is always fading away. So just don't think about it anymore. It'll go away. But if it is something that's important to you then you will need to review it maybe the next day, review it in a week, review it in a month for that Afghanistan wall. When I memorized a 2,400 fallen military, I would memorize maybe 50 a day. And then the next day, before I um, memorize the next 50, I'd review the previous 50. So now when I'm have 1700 people memorized, I'm reviewing the 1700 before I add another 50. Some days, it
1: was just days of review this is so powerful what you're saying because I ran a sales organization and every time we taught a script I would break down a script into ten different parts and we would do one ten times then we would do one two then we would do one two three, then one two three four then one two three five then one two three five six then one two three five six seven and then eventually after it's done everybody knew the script yeah but well, we'd go back to that but no one's doing it intentionally this is just how we role played it yeah. so this this applies to teaching your sales guys this applies to, kids this applies for yourself when you're meeting with clients there are so many different fences to this uh on the mind palace is there any other things that you're thinking about that we can learn from before we finish the interview any other things that you have on your mind
0: well one thing I'll, I'll i'll touch on as far as sales guys i used to have telemarketers that worked for me to set appointments and this guy i said man he was terrible he was terrible in sales in, t- in sales okay and i said man you you as a telemarketer I said you sound like you're reading a script. Mm. He said, "Well, I am reading a script." I said, "Yeah, but you're not supposed to sound like you're reading a script. That's People right. are hanging up on yeah. you." So we took the 10 major things that he needs to say on the telephone, we turned them into pictures and he put them around the room. So he went from reading the script word for word sounding terrible to sitting back looking around the room and talking about what he saw on the walls. It was the exact same script, but he had it memorized and he sounded so natural. It sounded like a conversation, made a big difference. As far as memory overall goes though, I think names and faces is the biggest key or for a lot of people, especially in business. Commit to yourself every 30, for the next 30 days, turn everybody's name into a picture. Next thing I'd say is commit to yourself to work on understanding this mind palace technique. But you're so right about business. Business people have to give presentations. They want to become more dynamic and not rely on notes. Remember what your contacts say. So remember their names.
1: Uh, And it all works with a simple system. Any books? Any books that uh, you'd recommend on this topic? I would recommend an online memory course. Okay, which is something you do yourself. Yes. You have an online memory course. I do. Okay, uh, tell us a little bit about it. We're going to put the link below. But I got two more questions for you after that, which has to do with if countries, certain countries apply this as an educational method, because I, I read somewhere where the countries that had the world memory champion were either from Asia, India, some of those places. So before we go to the uh, course, is this curriculum in some places that you, you're aware of or no, to teach this concept to kids?
0: Not formally, and it is my biggest uh, sadness, I guess I could say, of, of my twenty eight years of doing this, my twenty eight years of doing this, I can go to a school
1: and I can go into've I've spoken in this is like crazy because what yeah. if teachers learn this concept? Right. forget about like imagine if we if 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 I'm running a private school, my my teachers are required to learn this concept and they spent a week with you to learn how to take the curriculum we're teaching and then using this method of teaching so it sticks with the kids. How much more of an impact can be? May because this ability is going to help people in their careers. Right. So you're not aware that any school is teaching this concept, like part of curriculum.
0: Not to my knowledge, and I and I and I have tried, and it's my biggest frustration. And 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 here's the, the objection that schools will often give me, and it's because they don't understand the process. They will say, you know, I don't want my teachers or my students just regurgitating information. I want them to understand right. it, and that's a valid objection. But it's it's an objection because you don't fully understand the role of memory training. In other words, the schools are saying we don't want our kids memorizing it; we want them knowing it, understanding it. Fair enough, I agree. But what I'll say to you is this. Memory training doesn't take you from being a novice to being an expert. But what it does do is take you from being a novice to right here, just almost to an expert. And it it accelerates the learning process. It it, it speeds up how much time. You still got to put it all together in your brain. You still got to understand it. So that's the biggest obstacle I have. But I've given this speech in 55 countries and every time i go to some of those and some of them are underprivileged countries and third world countries and i always think to myself man if i could just get this in the school system here this would make such a big difference uh it's
1: a hurdle for me why do countries in india and asia do so well at it though is there a reason for it have you investigated that? have you done some due diligence or is it just is there a reason for it
0: you know i uh my youtube following uh, is I would say 30% in India and, uh, I don't know why, but I, is is it because it's in the culture?
1: Have you ever advertised your YouTube channel or no? No. So this is all organic that 30% is from India?
0: Oh yes. I'm not targeting it. It's, it's grown that way.
1: Unbelievable.
0: Um, But it shows a hunger, I guess you could say for education, you know, uh, You know, some uh, who uh, I heard somebody recently say that the the heavyweight boxer that uh, that uh, he just got defeated. I heard somebody say, you know, it's hard to get motivated when you're sleeping on silk sheets, you know. And maybe you know when you're in a country that's that's up and coming and you're not sleeping on silk sheets, maybe you're a little more motivated to learn and educate. I don't know. I, I'm just taking some stabs here, but I don't know. But there is a natural affinity, you're right, for learning and memory in, in some of those countries.
1: Who is the world champion right now? Memory, <laughs> and where is it from? I know the one I looked at a couple years ago was India. I think 18 may have been India. Ch- Ch-
0: I'm, I'm thinking, I've been out of the sport for, for six years. I'm thinking China or European currently. Yeah, World Memory Champion.
1: Can you look up to see, I'd be so curious to know on what the last three are and if there's a trend. Like, I'm actually curious to know if there's a trend with it to, and by the way, there's never been a U.S. Memory World Champion, right? I read that somewhere. Or was there one?
0: Recent, there's, it's very recent, but it has happened.
1: So it has happened. Yes. And that's U.S. Is that world champion?
0: Both. He won the U.S. championships and the world championships.
1: World memory champion. Is that just what I type in world memory champion? Right. And so let's see, world memory championship, Tony Buzan. Yeah, he, he was the,
0: the organizer.
1: He, okay.
0: Um, Johannes Malo, is he the current world champion?
1: Uh, oh, okay. There's a three-time back-to-back-to-back U.S. champion. Yes. That's impressive. Three years in a row. Interesting. guy. Well, it. he
0: didn't win the USA Memory Championship three years in a row. He
1: won the Undisputed World Champion three years in a row. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah, I mean, this is a, you know, sometimes you look at the curriculum in school being taught and you're like, okay, how much of that's going to be used? If this is being taught, 100%, I'm going to use this for the rest of my life. Right. I mean, if this is being taught at an early age, even first grade, so we don't have to wait late to, to, be, to be teaching this. We can teach this in first, second grade. I'm going to use this for the rest of my life. It's almost an unfair advantage if somebody teaches this to their kids. It is. In it a really playful is. way. It's, uh, it's an unfair advantage. You know, scholarships would be given for people because they know how to use this uh, method. You know, you'd be doing better on tests, you'd be doing on... Be- if parents are watching this, if you want to save money for not sending your kids to college, if your kids learn how to do this, uh, for sending kids to college without you paying for it, if your kids learn how to apply this concept, you can get some free scholarship if they learn this concept because this is going to help with your grades
0: absolutely it's yeah it's it's and and, you know it helps kids reduce their stress imagine you got a kid out there and he is just terrified to memorize his chemistry information or whatever then you show him this not only does he know the information he's no longer stressed or terrified about school that's right and that that's a confidence builder
1: Well, okay, so this is great. I I appreciate you sharing all this insight with us. By the way, you do have a YouTube channel as well, right? I do, yeah. Tell us about your YouTube channel.
0: Yeah, so I have a YouTube channel with tons of videos. There's a If you went to YouTube right now and you typed in the word Mind Palace or Memory Palace, I'd pop right up there near the top. But type in Ron White Memory, you'll find it. It's a great channel with free videos. The online memory course you asked me to let them know about is called Black Belt Memory. Um, I like that,
1: blackbeltmemory.com.
0: That's right. And I, this is the way I structured it. I was sitting around a few years ago, and a, a buddy of mine, he's a, a, a black belt in jujitsu. And he said, Is Man, this
1: the buddy of yours? I give you the black eye, or is that no, a different buddy? That one buddy. makes sense. <laughs>
0: he said, This was a really good friend, though. Tuesday happened to be my birthday. The same day. Get he, out of here. Yeah. So he gives this to me, and you know, uh, 30 minutes later, I got an ice pack on my eye, and he walks by, and he goes, Happy <laughs> birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, That's cool. the black belt memory, you start off as a white belt in memory, yeah. and then you go through some lessons, you take a test, and you earn your yellow belt. Huh. And then at the end, you earn your black belt in memory.
1: Interesting. And how long does that take to go through your course?
0: I've had people go through it in three days, and okay. the average person, three or four weeks.
1: Very cool. Outside of that, man, it's been a pleasure sitting down with you. I learned a lot today. Well. I, I was a student. I learned so much from you today. This was a pleasure having you on the show.
0: Well, the pleasure was all mine. I've known about you for a while now, and I've been wanting to meet you and wanting to actually do this. And so when I got the call the other day to say, do you want to do it? The first, my first thought was my black eye, and my second thought was, you've been wanting to meet this guy for months now. Black eye or not, don't pass yeah, this do up.
1: <laughs> well, I appreciate that, man. It's good to have you on. Okay, Truly, I really you, enjoyed sir. it, man. Thank Truly you. enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five-star. Write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick MidDavid. And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day great day today. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.